0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark.
1: Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today we have a wonderful guest, Mary Beth Marsden, who was one of my co authors for our book about autism. It was called Chicken Soup for the Soul Raising Kids on the Spectrum. And I wanted to talk about it today because Sunday, April 2nd, is Autism Awareness Day. So I thought it would be great for us to be talking on this Friday, right before that weekend, about something that we all need to be educated about, and that is the prevalence of autism and how we can support the families that are raising kids on the autism spectrum. So Mary Beth, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here.
1: So I'm a little in awe because Mary Beth is an Emmy Award-winning broadcast journalist. (laughs) She spent a lot of time on TV, on radio, and she just recently retired from radio, but she's very well-known. If you're listening in the Baltimore area, you know Mary Beth Marsden. She and her husband, Mark, have two boys and a girl, and it's their girl who was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And Mary Beth has been working really hard to help her daughter and to help everyone else in the autism community, she has videos that offer solutions for families affected by autism. And we're going to talk about those today. But I think I want to start Mary Beth by talking about what a parent should do if a parent has just gotten the diagnosis that a child is on the spectrum.
0: Yeah, or, or even if they may suspect. Oh like yeah, let's start with that. That's a good You know, you um, you you know they're diagnosing children now at a very young age. Um, So sometimes you kind of may suspect something's up, but you don't want to go there in your mind. Or people say to you, oh, they're just a late bloomer, or, you know, kids develop at different rates. I'm always one to quickly say, you know what, look into it, even if you don't Even if you don't have that label of an autism spectrum disorder, whatever you do to help that child from this point forward will not do any harm and can probably only create good. So um, I even say even if you think that there are some signs and symptoms there, go full steam ahead and get some help. Um, that that child may need with language maybe or behaviors and maybe that child will turn out to be on the autism spectrum and maybe not but whatever you do now will only be helpful that sounds good and then if you do um, if you
1: do get the diagnosis i know parents are devastated they feel very alone what are the first things they should do when they're
0: devastated yeah um it was a dark day when we received our diagnosis and i can't necessarily say it was a surprise Um, test was three and a half. And by today's standards, that is almost a little bit old. Um, Many children are being diagnosed before they're two. But um, we knew something was off. We knew there were things that were wrong or delayed where they shouldn't be. And um, I think I was in a little bit of denial, hoping that it would be something else. And so this was 11 years ago. And at that time, so much less was known about autism than is known today. It was just about the same time that Autism Speaks was beginning. Many groups were coming to the forefront. I was starting to get a lot of press. But we literally were left with this diagnosis, and then we thought, what do we do now? I think there's a much greater safety net for parents. And so my first advice would be um, don't get hung up on the label. it's a big, wide spectrum. There's all kinds of uh, autism, all kinds of kids with varying degrees of um, symptoms or issues or delays or what have you. So um, I would just say, seek uh, guidance from other families and other clinicians who are in this world now, and there are a lot of them. And you, they will just wrap their arms around you and guide you and help you and you will feel so loved and cared for. And that's exactly what you need at this time.
1: Yeah. And I think there's more awareness outside of the autism community, too. I know we had a number of stories in the book about people turning to people outside the autism community and discovering that those people would become a support system also for the parents. And sometimes people just needed education and then they were willing to help and be understanding one of the things I learned from Chicken Soup for the Soul raising kids on the spectrum was not to be judgmental anymore, but to see a parent struggling with a child and think and not think, oh, what a brat, or oh, that parent isn't doing a good job. Now I just go straight to, oh, that child might be on the autism spectrum, that parent is doing the absolute best that anybody could do, and this right. is just. Uh, This is just going to happen. The kid's going to have a freak out attack and that's okay.
0: I could leave people with any sort of shift in their thinking it would be, don't be so quick to think that that is just an ill-mannered child or parents who are not doing their job. Um, I've been there. We've all been there. I think the, the biggest example is probably in the grocery store where lots of kids melt down anyway. And um, and I am sure in my 20s, I looked sideways at certain families who I felt might not have been disciplining their child the way they should have. Never once did I think about what the parent might be going through or the fact that that child may have some issues or may have autism. Um, and I've been there on the other end where I've had my child in a grocery store and in the middle of the store, she starts melting down and I had to leave my groceries there and I apologized to somebody. And, you know, did people look at me? you know, with that certain look in their face that said, hmm, you know, she's not doing a very good job of that. There was some of that, I guess. But I think more, the more people are aware, and actually I mentioned it, I said my daughter has autism. And as soon as I said that, everybody melted. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole expressions just became warm and caring. And so it is about awareness. And um, I don't think we can spread it enough. Um, So not just for the month of April, or for the day, but for the whole year and for the future, because um, there are a lot of kids out there on the spectrum right now, and there are a lot of adults, and the numbers are are not decreasing. So we need to um, be aware and live in this world together.
1: Yeah, and it's not that people are necessarily disabled. They're just different. I mean, some people on the autism spectrum are incredibly Talented. I know Nancy Burroughs. Oh, many. Yeah, our co-author Nancy Burroughs. She had a story in the book about her son James, who had this amazing affinity for music from 14 months old. And at age two, he could he could correctly identify the note of almost any sound. He's just like a music whiz. And so, so he has. I mean,
0: he knows when the piano is out of tune. Um, He's pitch perfect. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He can the way he reads maps and um, and judges time. Um, They play a little game where they go to New York to visit relatives and he can almost to the second tell them what time they're going to arrive based on the speed they're going, what roads they're taking. Um, He's a really amazing kid. He's like a GPS system in a kid. Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah. And I know out in Silicon Valley, they say like they couldn't develop all of these technologies if they didn't have their employees who are on the spectrum because they have a different way of viewing things. They can be very focused. They have fabulous Mm -hmm. memories. They are very creative in the way they look at things. And so people who are- And so
0: that's something that's, that's changed in the past couple of years, that employees are now, really for the first time, I think, making a concerted effort to seek out Uh, people with autism spectrum disorder, because they're looking for certain qualities that they might not find in a neurotypical person, worker. Um, And it's starting to fit. They're finding the places where that can fit. And so that's sort of an exciting new development in the past few years.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. It's, it's that people are not neurotypical, not that they are disabled. They're just not typical. They're different and in many wonderful
0: ways. Yeah, I think the new term we'll be hearing a lot more is neurodiversity. I've often thought that businesses should use this almost as a marketing tool, um, that if they practice neurodiversity, that there'll be a a number of people uh, who will want to partake in their product or, um, you know, be patrons of their store. I know I feel really good when I go to a grocery store or restaurant and I see Um, individuals who are not typical working there. And I'm really proud of that um, of that store owner or that company that are that that are making the effort.
1: Yeah, I I know what you mean. My grocery store has non neurotypical people working at, you know, bagging the groceries. And Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very nice. So one of the other things we talked about in our book, and by the way, I got so much fan mail on our book, people like mothers writing and saying, I stayed up till three in the morning reading it. I had felt so alone and I stayed up laughing and crying. But one of the things I loved about the autism parents was the ability to see the humor. And there was a story that I've never forgotten. I don't know if you remember this story by Lori Benedict she has a son with high, Oh, I think I do. Yeah, she has a son with high-functioning autism, and she sent him to sleepaway camp. And when they were reunited, she asked him about the disposable camera she had given him. And he's yes, very literal. Yes. And so she asked him about the camera, and he rolled his eyes at her, <laughs> and he said, Mom, it's it was disposable. a disposable camera, so I threw it away. <laughs> and I just loved that she could report <laughs> on that. And I thought, Yeah. But sometimes being literal is actually good. It, sometimes it's very helpful. But that was a very funny example of the literal way that people on the spectrum seem to view things.
0: Yeah. And that was kind of was fun about reading all these stories. It was really hard to choose, you know, just 101 um, because there were so many wonderful ones. But I think you have to keep your sense of humor <laughs> no matter how difficult situations are. And boy, Nothing hurts like having a child who might be struggling. If you can somehow lighten the mood from time to time or, or or find the funny within what's happening or the absurd. Um, it keeps you sane and um it just helps you to be a more loving person and more accepting of, of where you are. So that brings me
1: to your company, Real Look Autism. What do you guys do with those videos that you make? What do are, what are those do for people, and how do people so, get to you, see them?
0: As you mentioned, I, I was in television for a while, and so when I left, I wanted to do something in the autism world um, using what I knew how to do, which was telling stories with videos. And I was kind of having a hard time finding my focus, but eventually um, I did, and I knew I wanted to make videos that helped people in some way and also remained hopeful So I have a videographer in town where I live and we, and there's no, I mean, we weren't lacking for subject matter. So we knew lots of families with, with kids with, um, uh, autism spectrum disorder. And so, and they were more than happy to share. The only criteria was that we had to show something that was working in a small way, even for this child so that somebody watching could see that and maybe it would help them with their own child or their own student or their own grandchild. So we've made 13 videos so far, 14 in the catalog, and um, with all different ages of children, and as some are verbal, some are nonverbal, some have Asperger's, um, and we showed certain techniques and therapies and strategies that were helping them in some way, and the first video I made was of my daughter Tess, because I felt if I uh, was going to ask other parents to share their story, and their children. Um, I wanted to do the same. So, and her story was about a um, reinforcement break schedule during school. Tess has a lot of anxiety in school. She does not like to be um, pushed um, to do a lot of work within a very sensory um, rich (laughs) environment. And it, it sometimes really irritates her. And so we came up with sort of a reward system for her and a break system that allowed her to take the sensory breaks that she needed um, and feel good about working for something within the school environment. Anyway, so it gave people ideas and some people have used it in their IEP meetings at school. We have a swimming um, video where some parents have actually taken the video to their local uh, swim club or to their local swim instructor. And it helped that instructor work with this child with autism so and then my other goal was to make sure that it was free and accessible to anyone. I figured that maybe not everyone lived in a in a city or a town where they where they had a lot of specialists on hand. But just about everyone now has the Internet and you can access them anytime you want. And they're being used and watched quite a bit. So that's been um, it's been fun.
1: So real look autism and you can go to YouTube to watch these. Yes, that's terrific. Well, They're Mary right Beth, there. thank and you, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really glad to be doing this, and I hope that people will go and read our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Raising Kids
0: on the Spectrum. I so too, I think it's it stands the test of time. These stories will resonate today, tomorrow, and ten years from now. And, Absolutely. So, um, if it can help one person, it's all. That's what it's all about, right?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul Thanks, podcast. Danny. Come back Monday, everyone, for a related topic. We're going to talk about the heroism of mothers and things that they do for their children.